0: Welcome to Moose Meets where I sit down with various protocols to explore their innovations and what sets them apart. And of course, we'll be digging for some exclusive alpha for you, so make sure to lean in and stay tuned to ensure you don't miss a thing. Without further ado, let's jump right in. Hello and welcome back to another episode, right? We're back again with Gearbox today. I have Ilgus from product side and Ivan from Marketing and BD. Hey guys, how are you doing?
1: Hello, hello, thank you for having us again. Different time, different people, but still same Gearbox.
0: (laughs) Awesome. And excited to hear how you guys have been doing since our last call. Pretty good, actually. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And of course, I think the biggest things that I've seen on Gearbox is bringing restaking on, right? But first, let's get into what restaking is and how you guys are bringing leverage restaking on Gearbox and how it's going to work.
1: Yep, yes. Leverage restaking, a new exciting thing that's coming to Gearbox. Basically, what we set on to build three years back was composable leverage, being able to leverage anything, anywhere, anytime. So essentially, composable leverage, composable credit, however you call it, allowing you to do anything you want. RBAs, NFTs, staking, trading, whatnot. Uh, and now, of course, it's uh, coming to realization that leverage restaking as the hottest narrative of the town. And we do it the same way as we have always done it with essentially account abstraction enabled with leverage. So same way as before, a user can come in, borrow more than what they have without any KYCs or counterparties, fully decentralized, no trust required, only based on math, and essentially execute some positions that the protocol has enabled. Um, As I mentioned, those could be whatever I mentioned, plus new one coming in is leverage taken. The way it works is you simply borrow my capital, for example, because you're leverage restate in ETH, it makes sense that your collateral is ETH and your debt is ETH just so your position is delta neutral, right? Because you don't want to be long in, you are likely want to be farming. So, for example, you come in with 10 ETH, you borrow 50 ETH, you end up with 60 ETH in your account abstracted leverage wallet. And that 60 ETH, for example, you put into Renzo, you put into Etherify, you put into Stakewise or whatever other opportunities Gearbox DAO enables later. And due to doing that, you get leverage and leverage restaking. Pretty straightforward. Unless it isn't, then please ask what, what I missed
0: out. Yep, got it. And so does this also mean that we get the extra points when we do such um, leverage restaking on Gearbox?
1: Absolutely. So the thing is that you can call this product a few different ways. You can call it leverage restaking, or you can call it leverage points, right? Because when you talk about leverage staking, what you usually meant before, let's say a year or two ago, is that you're leveraging on the differences of if borrow versus if staking yield, right? That's where the leverage staking position got its uh, roots, for example, in Aave, in Instadap, and Gearbox and so on. With leverage restaking because there are no risk-taking yields coming from the so-called AVSS, right, that Eigenlayer has, you're essentially, as a leverage risk-taker, you're gambling on what the points will be worth, right? That's what everybody is doing for the past half a year. So the points of Eigenlayer, and for example, if you are leverage risk-taking with EtherFi, also the points of EtherFi on top of that, or mm-hmm. rent points, right? So essentially, you are not actually making positive yields at a given point in time, you are, Gambling to an extent, sorry, wrong word, you are paying a higher borrow fee because you think these points are going to be worth much more. So it's less of an obvious leverage taken position to take. And more so, I am paying a higher rate today because I think this point will be worth much more. And of course, with Gearbox, you can get 10x the amount of points. Uh, so you you correctly said what you meant there. Yeah. Point, leverage it. points is another way to explain it.
0: Got it, got it. And like, what about the risk or are there any downsides on, on this end?
1: Um, actually, I mean, keep in mind, we are biased, right? We work on this every day for three years. So we have a level of bias. I would say a pretty strong one, but comparatively speaking, let's start a bit from the beginning. When you talk about leverage or credit, there are a few different ways to get to a position. You can, let's say you want to get exposure to Spanish real estate market. You can buy a house you can buy a company that is managing houses essentially if the houses are worth more so is the company you can buy a real estate index of spain and so on so different instruments right and the eventual exposure is pretty similar but risks and the path to that is very different similar to let's say gearbox whales market with points pendle right and a few other opportunities actually they're still limited these days right because it's very new so when you talk about buying points you are literally paying for a point right you have a static price and you buy that that's it so it's like a trade right it's like very straightforward um, and you pay to an extent up front when you talk about pendle you split your yield between pt and yt right the principal yield and the yield bearing token so as pendle correctly points out if you hold the yield bearing token it's likely to expire in zero but you mm-hmm. get more points because of it so with Gearbox, it's slightly better to an extent. You still get the leverage points, so you get what you want. But at any point in time, if you want to exit the position, it's very cheap to do so. Because what happens with Gearbox is you, let's say, borrow Ether 5x or 10x. You buy that uh, leverage restake in wrapped asset, let's say Ether or Renzo, and you hold it. That's it, pretty straightforward, right? Because you're holding those projects already reallocate some of the eigenlayer points and their own points. But if you want to exit the position, you just sell it. And usually that is much easier to sell that than, let's say, sell points OTC, right, or sell YT of Pendle on the secondary market. Um, it's basically, we think it's a less risky way to do so. But again, I'm not a math guy, so I would give it to Ilgis to say what his opinion is on what the opportunity
2: and the risks are. So a risk of depending of asset, I guess, uh, one of the main risks here. Uh, for leveraged users, as we can remember from LSD market, uh, there is few uh, price drops uh, before Ethereum enabled withdrawals. As you remember, it's in 2021, I guess. Uh, ST is uh, faced with such kind of problems. So here it's a bit uh, bad situations because Second Layer already uh, allows withdrawals, but still it has uh, lock. Yeah, so it's like. Uh, seven-day period uh, before withdrawal. Uh, So there could be different fluctuations to the prices. There could be short-term, so I guess there will be like uh, buy pressure if price drops below some level, uh, but still like such kind of risk exists uh, when you have leverage uh, and you uh,
0: should be careful uh, using leverage. Got it. Got it. Right. So I think the if price is one of the more important factors to look at, right? So when Ivan, you mentioned earlier about exiting the position, right? So when we sell the position, would we, assuming the if price stays constant, right? Like, would we be getting back roughly about the same amount of if that we bought it for and still keep the points? Is that right?
1: Uh, so there are two things there. First of all, even if the Whatever derivative you are holding, right? Let's say this EtherFi or Renzo stays at the same price, you still have paid the borrow rate, but that borrow rate is not static, it is volatile, and it is applied per pro rata. Essentially like any lending protocol, right? So let's say the borrow rate is 12% for a month, you paid only 1% of your position size. Pretty pretty fine, right? Like you don't mm-hmm. lose that much. So taking slippage and other factors into account, you don't lose that much by exiting a position. Um, you only need to basically, I don't think that is the rate personally. I think it's not that much of an issue. What could be an issue is the secondary market price of that liquid restake derivative, meaning easy if of Renzo, right? Or the wrapped or non-wrapped ETH of let all let's say stake wise right? and so on. So those could be a bit more volatile because those things are fairly new. A lot of people have entered those markets and a lot of them could be exiting at the same time if, let's say, I don't know, re-staking, loses his hype and so on, right? So similar to remember fears of SCE de during 380 liquidations, when people thought like SCE would not be one to want to eat, but like 0.85, at some point it got to 0.93. Uh, so those things happen. They're just those markets are just fairly liquid. They're fairly deep. And those risks, I would say, are most likely momentary rather than uh structural unless of course either of those protocols is hacked but again if you are using any other avenues to do this a hack is probably much worse off to you compared to what you would get in gearbox so gearbox risks are either standard or even more safe compared to the alternatives
0: all right got it and I may or may not have heard about a certain strategy, right, regarding these points arbitrage on gearbox and wheels market. Do you want to share a bit on that as well? That that's a very interesting one. I guess I will like you to do this one, so
1: I shut up for a second.
2: So yeah, like uh, the questions, I guess, like uh, how to price, how how to understand what kind of price of. Uh, Points that you uh, receive uh, for holding different leverage positions. Yeah, so in the wealth markets there is like secondary market for these points, and there is some uh, external market huh, to price it. Uh, a bit similar how uh, I have, I guess, price tokens that not yet, not launched yet. So it's a bit uh, prediction market here. So uh, there is like uh, also like Pendle leveraging uh, where you have some uh, fixed rate uh, and you should pay it. And as opposite. You can understand how much you pay to get these points and understand like what's the uh, price you pay uh, for this for acquiring these points and actually understand uh, like how much you sell your money. this fixed rate uh, to get some points, yeah. And Garbox is like similar, so it's a borrow market. Uh, you have leverage, uh, you get more points, and uh, you pay for having uh, this leverage position to liquidity providers. And like how much you pay, and how much points you receive uh, as in, in the result. Actually, if we divide one amount to another, we can understand. Uh, the value of, like, one again later point or one, I don't know, Renzo point, selfie point.
0: Okay, got it then. So, you just can kind of look at both Wheels Market and Gearbox, right, and then kind of compare uh, like, what, what is the the better option, I guess, like, so, so like, you can kind of leverage the points on Gearbox and then try to sell them off on Wheels Market if you think the price is good, is that right?
1: To an extent, yes. Uh, the efficiency of executing such strategy would depend on how much collateral you would need in either place, right? In the whales market to sell, I think, you need to exit collateral size that you are selling. So it's like the efficiency of basis trading strategies. If you're trying to basis trading, do the rates on fun- funding rates on short and long between the different exchanges is the question of how much collateral you need to put in. Of course, because they you do it with leverage, uh, the position is likely to be efficient, the strategy. I mean, here with Wales market, it probably becomes very efficient with a large discrepancy. So with a large discrepancy in price, with a small discrepancy, it might not be as efficient. But again, that's up to everybody, right? Some people might think that it's efficient, even with a little discrepancy. That's really up to them. But it's exactly as you said, yes. Uh, just compare okay. to like the basic trading, different avenues, same asset, different pricing. And you're just trying to essentially arbitrage it to an extent. That's the idea.
0: Got it. Got it. Right then, I think that that's that on the restaking segment, right? So we chat a lot about margin trading in the last call. I believe you guys have rebranded that under a new name called Pure P U R E. So how has Pure been performing for you guys? Um,
1: excited about it so far. So. The idea of pure is that it is pure leverage, like the word said, right, purity, pure leverage, is that you do not have any synthetic assets, any derivatives, anything else. When you margin trade with Gearbox, you take real ETH and you sell or buy that real ETH. You take real USDC and you trade with real USDC. And you do it on secondary exchanges being AMMs like Uniswap, Curve, and Balancer. So it's not like some virtual AMMs where you are trading against the house, you are trading against LPs. No, you are trading with real assets on real AMMs. And if you are trading well and making money, LPs of Gearbox are actually happy with you, rather than comparatively when you trade against your LPs with, let's say, perpetual dexes that you have today. Um, it has seen more than $10 million of, let's say, so-called open positions, because it's not really open interest since it's at all natural, right, it's pure, we uh, without any incentives or anything. Uh, the rates have been much lower compared to perpetual exchanges. So slowly, slowly, it's getting there. Um, the product proposition really makes sense, especially on me, that those who have a bit of larger positions, because those people, those users appreciate safety and composability. Um, to smaller traders who just want to gamble, we see many of those being happy with centralized exchanges in the first place. And Which is okay, right? Different user bases, different preferences for products. Uh, The one thing, apart from the rates and not being able to and not needing to trade against the house that we see, another important thing that we bring with pure margin trading is that while you're margin trading, you can have your position be farming at the same time. For example, if you're short of ETH, that pretty much means you borrowed ETH and sold it to USDC, right? That's what the essence of a position is. But since you have the USDC mm-hmm. on your credit account on yearbox, you can put it into YURN or you can put it somewhere else. So it, the stable coins leverage farm. So essentially a large part of your borrow rate of your funding rate to an extent is paid back with that farming position and the same way differently. If nice. you want ETH, that means you took USDC, you bought ETH, and that ETH you can leverage stake So that is paying back your position uh, borrow rates, which is very unique. You don't have it anywhere else, really.
0: Nice. So, in, in a sense, you're kind of leveraging for free, like, quote, free, right? Like, without having to pay for... Pretty
1: much, yeah. ...borrow
0: rates, right? Yeah, nice. yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Exactly. Right. And and I'm actually excited to hear what's next for Pure. Like, I've heard you guys might have some steamies coming, or maybe you guys are expanding to L2 soon. Like, what's the update for Pure? Both actually. So we chatted to the
1: American government about what do people like the most, and they said during COVID people liked stimulus checks a lot. <laughs> I'm half joking obviously now, but we, that's why our head of marketing Tusharu decided to call them uh, stimmies, So like steamy checks. Essentially, if you do something, you get stimmies, which is the same way it was designed, right? Uh, so that is launching in a week from now, approximately, right after leverage is taken. Uh, the goal of the, pro- of the program of the initiative isn't really to just give free money away per se, but just to reward users who are returning, who are coming to use Gearbox and who are profitable. So you, you probably wouldn't be able to make millions of dollars just of like sibling the system. But if you're a user who takes a long short position at collateral, invites their friends with the referral and so on, yes, you can make more than you should or like if that you could and of course whatever your position the performance is next to the pnl so pnl plus year rewards on top that's the idea it's really positioned more as a loyalty program to make user acquisition a bit easier but i think anybody on the project side these days would agree that trying to get the user base simply by overspending is a very difficult task because every one of the rollups right that pops up these days is overpaying for a user by let's say 10 times than the previous one and that cost per user acquisition just accelerates so, so fast that you just cannot keep up. So if you're a new token, you have the chance to bamboozle the users. If you have a liquid trading token like Eurobox has since like 2022 or 2021, even I forget what it is, uh, then you you can't really play that game. Uh, which you don't need to actually. Uh just need to push it with the better product, with the better integrations, with the better safety that we have been trying to do. And as for layer 2s, yes, everything essentially is ready to go to L2s. There are a couple of things in the audit just need to be checked out, uh, but they are not core. They are rather supportive functions of the protocol and expecting to see L2s at the beginning of Q1.
0: At the beginning of Q1 or Q2? Sorry, I lied. At the
1: end of Q1, beginning of Q2, you're correct. Yes, let's say end of March, beginning of April seems like a decent timeline, uh, at least based on we here from Devs.
0: Awesome, are you able to share which L2 specifically?
1: Uh, depends on two things, probably. One, of course, the Gearbox voting on what that is, and the second one being on where the most interesting integrations with other protocols on a given chain, on a given rollout, and the incentives to drive user traction essentially there.
0: So, um, depends on those couple of things. Got it, and rolling back to the stimmies, Was the timeline shared on Steemys? Like, when can we expect that? Um, In a week or in two weeks from now. So essentially by the end of February for sure. Okay. Got it. Got it. And I think that's all that I had planned to cover today, right? Is there anything else that you guys want to touch on?
2: Yeah, I guess we can uh, say more about gauges. Actually, in Gearbox, it's like if you compare different lending markets, there is actually situations that uh, when you, as LP provide capital, uh, it doesn't matter uh, how this capital is used, what kind of collateral uh, is used to borrow it, you know, what kind of strategy other side is used, uh, you actually will be rewarded the same rate, yeah. So for example, you provide uh, USDC, uh, if somebody borrowed it uh, using Ethereum as collateral, or uh, some shitcoin as collateral, they will be the same uh, supply API paying for you. We think this not very good, well designed. Uh, regarding, like I am liquidity provider and I got different risk here, and actually I should be rewarded in different uh, ways for mm-hmm. uh, providing capital in different uh, risk strategies. That's especially crucial when we are talking about uh, Gerbos design where uh this capital could be could be used not only for like borrowing uh, trading but also for different farming opportunities uh, staking liquid staking, and so on what we discussed before yeah so there is like gauges where uh gear stakers could vote to downgrade to upgrade uh borrow rate uh for different quote quotas. and when you use your credit account you actually like buy this quota to use this kind of asset as collateral uh, inside your credit account. So, for example, you wanna go uh, le- leverage stake. Uh, so you wanna have uh, stake Ethereum on your uh, credit account, borrow Ethereum, and you wanna have stake Ethereum as collateral. In that case, you should buy quarter for stake Ethereum, pay this quarter rate, and quarter rate is defined in uh, gauges uh, depending on votes of uh, gear stakers. So like uh, liquidity providers, uh, DAO members, they have incentive to increase this rate. Other side, like leverage uh, users, leverage stakers, they wanna uh, have downgrade this site. So like there is some game theory inside it. Uh, different parties have these different incentives. And as a result, there will be some equilibrium uh, to define fair pricing. Uh, that's fair uh, like uh, market. Uh, Situations
0: uh, as a result of this game uh, for different parties. Oh, that's interesting. Right. Then, where does the base um, gauge start from? Who decides what percentage it starts from? Uh,
2: Initially, uh, like this interval, like minimum rate and maximum rate uh, inside gauge is defined by uh, gear governance on snapshot voting. Uh, But later, like uh, different parties who stake uh, into gauges their gears, they can vote to downgrade like uh, or upgrade price so there is like two uh two parties here first first mm-hmm. first group of people want to downgrade second one uh second second group want to uh, upgrade it uh, and as a result like some equilibrium uh, some mass formula uh, is applied here depending on the ratio of downgrade and upgrade groups uh, votes a resulting uh, rate will be defined inside this interval.
0: Got it. So like through this voting it will kind of move the, the rates to where the participants think it's a fair, fair interest rate yeah, for that specific yeah. vote. Got it, got it. That's interesting. And is this live yet? Yeah, it's fully live with
2: uh, V3. Already a bit tested. There is some interesting use cases already. Where, like, for leverage staking, where actually rates changed uh, from what initially uh, is set. So, yeah. Uh, Got it. Inter- okay. inter- interesting that there is like different parties who came into it, into gauges, and trying to vote uh, to increase their own uh,
0: strategy rewards, I guess. Mm-hmm. Got it. Like, just a curious question on my end. Do you foresee, like, if there's a specific whale or like large player who could potentially shift the rates in their favor because they have so much uh, much more voting power uh
2: yes of course it's possible uh i guess it's like similar similar problem uh with theory uh in curve here. of course there is like some big parties uh, inside CRV ecosystem and actually if they decide to Distribute more CRV liquidity money rewards to some pool. Actually, nobody can beat them, I guess. Uh, So, here we actually think that as a result of this system, there will be some uh, large players, maybe some projects uh, on top of gearbox gauges will appear uh, that could accrue this voting power to define different rates uh, and Mm -hmm. different strategies.
0: Right, got it, got it. Right, and I understand you guys are exiting your alpha test soon, right? Um, Is there any planned date for mainnet to go out yet?
1: Um. So the alpha basically referred to the stage when v3 was there and contracts are basically done and audited, of course, they're as safe as we can possibly make them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, after deploying a new version, you have the interface that needs to be synced up, you need to fix some bugs, right, some other things that pop up. So we have done a lot of that extensive countless hours of work since the mid-December essentially. And of course before that, but that was the Alpha Station mid-December up until essentially end of February. So in a week or two from now. And that will coincide with the launch of Leverage Restaking next Monday, Tuesday and Steamies a few days after that. So we're pretty much almost out of it.
0: Got it. So when you're mentioning next Monday, Tuesday, you're referring to Nineteen February.
1: Yeah, so nineteen or twentieth February should be leverage restating launch with uh, Etherfi and Stakewise. Mm-hmm. Renzo to be voted on because we're waiting on the Redstone Oracle. That should be let's say a few days after that, hopefully. And Steamies for pure margin trading, uh, meaning the points, right, and all of those extra incentives. Let's say um, Monday. 27th. Oh, wait, sorry. There's going to be 26th, right? Approximately done. Yeah. So let's say Monday, 26th.
0: Okay. Got it. Great. Now we have some, some dates to look forward to. Love that. Um, I think that's all from my end. Anything else from you guys? No, yep, that sounds good.
1: Thank you for these super relevant questions and having us on again. Appreciate you taking the time. And apologies if some of the things we said sounded too complex. Always happy to async, explain it in text or in voice. It's just that we see this stuff every day for the last three years. So we get high on our own supply, as they say, right? Uh, Not getting high, though. That's not what I mean. But like, it is a (laughs) phrase. Yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So you guys, if you guys have any questions, right, feel free to drop them in the comment section in the Twitter or on the YouTube channel, right? And we will try, I'll try my best to get them to answer the questions as well. And thanks, you guys and Ivan, for taking the time to come on to update what gearbox v3 has been working on right and of course with the pure trading and the leverage restaking as well so as usual all the links will be in the description box right highly recommend you guys to check gearbox out and that is all we have for this episode we will see you in the next episode thank you thank you and that brings us to the end of this episode of moose meets i hope you enjoyed learning more about them as much as i did let me know which other projects you'd like to learn more about in the comments down below As usual, do remember to hit the thumbs up and subscribe to the pod. We will see you in the next episode.